Stop looking at me. Charlie, stop looking at me. You're making me nervous. Chill out. Chill out. Welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm John, a.k.a. The Ultimate Duck. Supreme Victory! Duck. Win. It is Monday, June 21st. Hopefully you're having an absolutely amazing day. Hopefully your weekend was absolutely splendid and swell. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Hopefully you had an enjoyable Father's Day. If you were celebrating Father's Day in the States, hopefully your weekend was dry. Because, like, it's been raining like crazy out here. Like, uh, we had a flash flood watch in effect for 24, 26 hours. Pretty intense. Although, technically, we're still under a flash flood watch. But, like, it's not going to rain no more. Like, it's <laughs> the sun has come out. Like, it's pretty dry outside. We're pretty good. The flash flood watch is still in effect for like two more hours. But, yeah, ain't gonna happen. But it was raining pretty serious yesterday. Also, yesterday night, like, it was pretty serious rain. Power went out, which kind of spooked me for a little bit. Because, uh, like, I had all my lights out when I went to bed. And I woke up kind of kind of early, like around 3 or 4 a.m. I had a little, uh random wake up and all my lights were on and it kind of freaked me out because <laughs> I was like who turned my lights on because obviously my lights are controlled by my uh, Amazon Echo so I'm like did, did someone talk can Charlie talk like <laughs> but then made the connection because you know when you just wake up your brain ain't working fully so when I went back to bed and woke up I made the connection okay the power went out when the power goes out and power comes back on, all my lights are defaulted uh, to the on position. Can you not cough next to the mic, bro? I would appreciate that. Thank you. But yes, <laughs> all my lights are defaulted to like, the on position, of course. So like when the power went off and came back, all my lights turned on. So yeah, Charlie can't talk. Uh, there are no ghosts in my house, theoretically speaking. Uh, but yeah. Kind of spooked me for a little bit. But yeah, hopefully your uh, your day's been dry. Your week has been dry. Hopefully you're absolutely enjoying your day today. And uh, yeah, my day... Yeah. <laughs> it's been spent pretty much sleeping. Like, all day. But uh, I'll get into that later. I have good news. Good news that came from Friday evening. So, would have talked about it in yesterday's episode. But yesterday's episode was the Father's Day episode. So, now we're talking about it in this episode, and it's exciting news. That exciting news is that at long last, after a month and a half of waiting and disappointment and anger in a completely anger-filled episode, I can finally drive my car. Like, <laughs> it has been a journey. It has been a journey, but we are there. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, after the whole ordeal with, like, the tag office and the bill of sale nonsense, I finally got it all figured out. So what we ended up doing, so we got in contact with the guy, with the, with the guy that sold me the car. Got in contact with him. Told him, hey, we can't register the car because your bill of sale is whack. And it's not the same as the company on the receipt. Of the actual purchase from the auction was good. 
like, you got to help us out here. You got to, like, give us a new bill of sale or whatever. And so, like, homie tells us that he can't give us, like, a new bill of sale because the company on the receipt of the auction house is, like, his partner, his partner with his business or whatever. So we're like, okay, then get your partner to write you a bill of sale so that would technically make this bill of sale valid because the reason why we can't raise the car is the gap in purchase history, which would make the car essentially seem stolen, right? Like that's the whole problem here. And he's like, my partner won't do that. I'm like, why, bro? Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> so we're like, okay, give us your partner's contact information. Let us contact him ourselves. We'll deal with this. We'll, we'll figure it out. Get that going. So he reluctantly does that. We call the guy. It was a bit of a process. I actually got in contact with him. Do like did not answer his phone a couple times. But like at the time that we were calling him, it was like, you know, pretty late in the day, like 8, 9 p.m. So like that was fair. That was fair. Just called him the next day. He answered and he said, uh, yeah, no biggie. Just come to my office. Uh, I'll go to you come to my office. I'll get you registered at my office. No problem. Whatever. So let us know what time we can come up. We can come through. And, uh, you know, late afternoon, he pulled to his office, which was closer than where he bought the car from, but still quite a drive, about 45 minutes. Well, it would have been 45 minutes, but there was mad traffic on Friday. Because we had to go to like, the Atlanta area, and uh, the vice president was in Atlanta on Friday doing some like vaccination stuff and vaccination campaign whatever. So like there was mad traffic like all throughout the highways. It was pretty dumb. So the actual trip there took like an hour and thirty minutes. But in driving back it was only forty five minutes that was fine I guess. But um yeah, we drive up there, we meet the dude, we uh, explain to him like what happened, we're like, hey, you know, your partner sold us this car Gave us the bill of sale, but the, the, there's a discrepancy on the bill of sale when comparing to the auction house uh, receipt. We give him the papers, and homie looks at the paper, looks at the bill of sale, and he's like, who sold you this car? <laughs> or like, your boy, you know, say the name or whatever. He's like, yeah, the, the company, like, what, whose company is this on this bill of sale? Well, like, yes, that's that's your boy's company. Like, what is that? Like, that's what he that's what he put on there. And he's like, yeah, no, like, th th this is fake. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, this is fake. <laughs> this is fraudulent. This isn't a real bill of sale. Like, this, no, no, like this is no, this is illegal. <laughs> and we're like, well, we're like, we didn't know. Like, th like this is this is your guy. Like, what's up with that? And so then, you know, the truth floweth forth about the entire situation, right? So he, he breaks down, like, the process of, like, his business, right? And so, essentially, this guy, the guy whose office we are currently at, he owns all of the cars, right? Like, the, the, the company name on the bill of sale or on the receipt from the auction house is his company. All the cars are owned by him, right? He buys all of these cars. He then lets people sell them for him. So he has like certain guys that like 
key, like uh, let's them sell them for them like online or whatever through the Facebook Marketplace or wherever you know place I want to put the cars up for for sales, so people can see them, and then essentially he's like he doesn't care how much they sell the cars for, as long as they pay him the amount that he bought the car for from auction, right? So like if he buys the car for four thousand from auction, person can sell the car for ten thousand dollars. He doesn't care as long as he gets his four thousand dollars back and probably a little bit extra on top of that so he's making money from all this stuff but you know that's how business works so essentially like they, they're not partners right the guy who bought the car from and him they're not partners that's essentially his boss like he he owns that guy's inventory that's that's the entire entire like you know mess that we got involved in and essentially what he was saying was like the reason this guy probably gave you this fake bill of sale is to hide the fact that he sold the car so that way he wouldn't have to pay me he would be able to keep all of the money so like that pretty much explained everything like <laughs> that explained why you were going through this mess why this guy was being so shady why he was not following through with anything they said he would do everything made sense <laughs> Everything finally made it. And the guy we're currently now talking with, he was super duper helpful, right? Like, he fixed everything up for us. And gave us an actual, real bill of sale. He wasn't able to register the car from his office because it was late uh, in the day. So, like, the registration DMV system was down and closed for, like, the weekend. Uh, plus, like, the next day was Juneteenth, which was a holiday. They're not open on Sunday. So, we wouldn't be able to do it until Monday. But I was like, okay. It's like, hey, that's fine. I don't care. Because he gave me a temporary, like a legitimately legal temporary tag. It's like a registered temporary tag. So now I can drive the car. I put the temporary tag on my car like an hour ago. <laughs> because I wanted to clean the car first. Uh, get a little spray down. Rinse it down. Get a little wash. A little nice, a little, nice little, uh, little bit of love on it. A little bit of elbow grease in there. A little scrubbing. Guys like wipe off like the the paint from the auction house not like the paint but you know like they write stuff on the window so like they wrote like name of the car the amount of miles and they wrote sold on it because the car was sold at the auction i had to scrub all that stuff off that took forever I had to peel off the auction house stickers that also took forever because those things are like not meant to freaking come off <laughs> like it was a pain i actually wanted them that i still need to get off i tried getting it off my dad tried to help me get it off. That one's not coming off. Kind of have to figure that one out. Do something with that one. I need to get one of those, like, uh, sticker peeling spatulas or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? They're like a little, like, spatula blade looking thing. You just, like, put it underneath the sticker. It'll peel right off. Pretty much every, like, car dealership has them because, you know, they buy cars from auction. So, like, they're meant for that. <laughs> Or if they're buying cars from somebody else to resell them, they had to peel off all the stupid stickers you put on them. So they have them for that. I obviously don't have one. <laughs> also, I never put stickers on my car anyway. So, like, never really needed one. Actually, that's cap. Because technically, I did put a sticker on my last car. That's because I had to. It was my parking pass for school. And I have to get a new one. I just realized that. Yeah, I gotta get a new parking pass. Dang. Well, they're free anyway, so. <laughs> well, they're free for returning students. I'm a returning student. You better believe I'm not paying for a new parking pass. Them things can 
go up in price for literally no reason. Why am I paying for parking when it's already a part of like my student fees? Like if you look at the breakdown of your student fees, like first of all, there's some stupid stuff in there, but one of those things is parking. So like, why do I then have to pay for a parking decal? Like if I just already paid for parking, like, if anything, just include that in my fees, in my one-time fees. The thing is, everyone pays that fee even if you don't drive. Like, the parking fee is in your student fee whether you drive to school or not. Whether you actually park your car on campus or not, you pay for a parking fee. I guess it's dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb. Also, it was pretty funny last semester because, like, I don't, uh, I'm not doing student loans because I'm already got to pay back my student loans from, like, uh, Georgia Southern. We're not doing that anymore. Also, now that I'm going to community college, like, paying for school is a lot cheaper significantly cheaper because I don't live on campus I live at home and it's community college so like yeah you're saving a lot of money doing it that way and so like yeah I'm not doing student loans anymore I'm paying out of pocket and so because of that you know I get to I look I really closely look at the breakdown of what I'm paying for and so uh last semester uh paying for like the spring semester so like fall semester was pretty cheap to pay for because of the whole COVID thing Everything was online. No one was actually on, uh, on campus. It was pretty cheap. Spring semester kind of went up in price. I did take an extra. I was taking an extra class compared to my fall semester, so I understood at least that part. But then I was also paying for a lot of like campus fees, like the recreational center fee and like other fees like that. The thing was, those places were freaking closed. Why am I paying for that? I can't even use those services because they're closed because of COVID. Why am I paying for that? Like, <laughs> Man, freaking college, man. They'll run your pockets for free, bro. Not even for free. They'll run your pockets for fun. That's a better word to use. But yeah, either way, back to the main point of what I was talking about. My car is drivable. It is a happy day in John's world. A very, very happy day. Athena is officially, legally mine. No longer have to deal with old boy and I sold me the car. No longer deal with any of that because now that I have the temporary tag, now that I have the real bill of sale, all I have to do now is just register the car like with the actual like some the DMV, the tag office. And with it, I just gotta go register the car. I'm not gonna do that right away. <laughs> That's gonna cost some bread, which I now don't have and now that i can drive the car my dad's not gonna pay for it he's gonna be like well yeah now you can start working again so like make the money and, <laughs> and register the car yourself <laughs> which is fair which is fair and i have like a month and a half to do it anyway we temporary tag lasts about six weeks so i have about six weeks to make up the money which will be about 300 to 350 bucks i can do that that's pretty doable. That's pretty feasible if I go back to normal driving hours. I mean, with the way Uber has been, like, on their hands and knees begging me to come back. <laughs> they text me every freaking day. I get notifications every evening, like, oh, money's being made in this area. A lot of orders in this area. You know, you should come back online. Like, bro, I would if I could, but I can't right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs>
And like, because I've been offline or haven't gone online so long, but I haven't closed my account, they keep like giving me incentives to go back online because clearly that means I, I'm willing to go back online, just not at the current moment. It's like each week they're like, hey, if you hit this many deliveries this week, we'll give you like $200. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I would if I could, but I can't right now. So we'll see what they're going to give me this week because I'm going to get back on on the road this week. So hopefully, like each week they keep increasing the amount that they're going to give me, they keep increasing the incentive. So like, low-key, <laughs> if I like hit it this week, I will more than have enough money to rush for the car, but I still won't do it because I'm just going to, keep waiting until like the last week I have to do it because <laughs> then by then I'll have like significantly more money enough money to actually do it and live life normally I have not asked my parents for money anymore do I hate doing that especially when like you haven't had to do that such a long time like I've not been completely self-sufficient obviously I live in their house so like you know I'm not a hundred percent self-sufficient but like I haven't had to ask my parents for, like, money to, like, buy groceries. I haven't had to ask them for money to cover my simple, like, reoccurring payments. Like, I haven't had to do that in, like, a year, two years. So, like, having to do that for the last two months, it was strange. Kind of strange. And, of course, my parents, they were willing to do that for me, given the situation. Like, if I just decided to quit my job and would ask me for money, they'd be like, no, like, <laughs> that's on you. But given the situation, of course, they're willing to help out and help me out. But, like, I just didn't like doing that. Because, like, come on, man. I'm pretty much an adult. Like, I shouldn't have to do that. But it is what it is. I love my parents for doing that for me anyway. I appreciate that. I've been going on for too long. Let's hop in the episode. So, as you know, because you woke up this morning, it is Monday. You know what Mondays are. It's movie talk. Movie talk Monday. Alliteration. Touched on that when I first came up with the idea. <laughs> but I made a mistake. Okay? I made a mistake in my planning. I don't know how I managed to make this mistake. Like, I should have... Like, the, the concept of how I schedule these episodes, like, should at this point be ingrained in my system this is the 172nd episode like i should understand how this works don't know how i messed that up like <laughs> but you know how i said that i was gonna watch what was i gonna watch the little thing little things there you go there we go <laughs> i was gonna watch little things over the weekend and uh then i'll be able to talk about it for this episode right well when I was thinking about watching the movie, or when I was thinking about watching the movie, I wasn't able to watch it on Saturday because my entire day was spent doing Father's Day stuff, all good and well. And so for some reason, I told myself that I could watch the movie on Monday during the day before I record the episode. Of course, as you know, Monday's episode is currently being recorded right now on Sunday. <laughs> so... I have to record on Sundays for in order for one episode to be released on Monday morning. I know this. I've been doing this for the last six months. Don't know how I forgot about that. Don't know how that did not get through my head. And I spent all today pretty much sleeping. Like, I've talked about it a little bit. But yeah, slept seven hours last night. Woke up, had to go touch with my dad. Came back, ate some food, knocked right back out immediately. Slept seven more hours. <laughs> 
And then I got woke up because I was absolutely exhausted from yesterday. I'm still sore. I'll talk about it tomorrow. It's a pretty great story. But, uh, you know, pretty much slept for 14 hours. Didn't realize that, like, <laughs> I had to watch the movie. Or even I even woke up. I could have done a lot more than 14 hours. I'm like, oh, I need to get up so I can plan this episode. When I started planning the episode, I'm like, oh, I was supposed to watch this movie today, not tomorrow. So I started watching it. Uh, did not, wasn't able to finish it before I had to record this episode so I can get it out and go to bed on time because I have to go to school tomorrow. So, like, you know, I can't be up watching this to then record late at night. Like, <laughs> so, only got about halfway through it, just about-ish. Uh, I will say, so far, the movie's pretty interesting. I can say that, at least. Like, it's got some good build-up and tension. I can say that the def the the movie... I can't say the movie's definitively good or not good until the reveal, right? Like, the, the reveal makes or breaks a movie. So even if the movie's absolutely stellar all throughout, if it has a weak reveal, then the movie is immediately considered garbage in my book. Like, because <laughs> the entire point of a movie, especially a movie like this, right? Like, it's, it's leading up to the big reveal, Right? And it's not even just for a movie like this. Like, that's pretty much all movies that rely on a big reveal, which is pretty much all movies that have come out in, like, the last decade, decade and a half, right? Like, a good reveal can make a good movie bad or a bad movie good, in my opinion, right? Like, if, if a movie is weak... Like, it has a weak setup, weak buildup, but the reveal is, like, a punch-you-in-your-face reveal. Like, the movie's pretty good, in my opinion, right? Like, I, I think that makes it a pretty decent movie. The Boy, for example, I've referenced this movie before in the past. One of the few horror movies that I've actually watched. <laughs> uh, the movie itself was pretty weak. Like, the main character made some pretty dumb decisions, but, like, that's pretty on par for the course, like, in terms of horror movies, like, the main character is usually an idiot because, like, their stupidity is pretty much what makes the entire plot. Like, because, like, most of the time, you could, like, point out certain decisions made in the movie, and you're like, yeah, if you actually had a brain and made the correct decision or the smart decision, the movie would just end right there. Like, <laughs> there would be no rest of the movie. But, of course, they can't do that because they need to fill up another two hours. So the character has to be an idiot for 90% of the movie until the end where I guess their brain finally makes some neuron connections and their IQ goes up by 50 points and they can figure out how to defeat the monster or whatever. Like, <laughs> so dumb. But, like, in The Boy, like, she could have left the house on multiple occasions. Like, there was no law, like, blatant law, that said she had to follow the rules that the parents had left. And if she had left the house, homie would have just died. Like, end of movie. <laughs> but either way, the way they revealed how the puppet worked was pretty great. Like, I did not see that coming at all. Definitely caught me off guard. And because of that, 
it made me see the entirety of the movie before that in a completely different way. It kind of made the movie for me. The movie itself is still pretty weak. Like, I'll be honest, the movie's pretty weak. But just because of that reveal, it was pretty great in my opinion. I could not watch the movie again because now I know how it works. I know the reveals. So, like, the movie's now going to be absolutely even more garbage because then... Because of that reveal, if I watch the movie again, I'll be like, okay, but that doesn't work. Like, because <laughs> I know what's going on. Like, none of this, a lot of this stuff just doesn't work anymore because, like, it's impossible. But it's a movie, you know what I'm saying? It's a movie. Let it slide. But, like, the problem that I find with many movies is that their reveals are just so predictable. You know, like, like the most common reveal is that, like, the friend or the mentor of the main character is actually the villain. Like, we've all seen that a million times over at this point. I think if I saw a movie where the character that is portrayed to be the villain is actually the villain at the end of the movie, that would surprise me at this point. Because, it, like, honestly, at this point, when I go into a movie and there's like that uber obvious villain, I'm like, yeah, that's not the villain. Like, okay, we, we already know. He's obviously a decoy. The villain's probably his friend, his mom, his dad, or, like, the taxi driver. It's not the person that is the obvious villain. <laughs> like, the whole, the villain is actually right in front of us the whole time is just so washed to me. Like, you, you just expect it now. Like, everyone expects it. Like, we can see it from the beginning. At least, like, as someone who watches a bunch of movies, like, I can see it from the start, like 20 minutes in the movie, I can tell you who was actually who and how the movie would probably end because the beats of the movie are so predictable. And I know that's not only me, like people who have seen more than 10 movies in their lifetime can probably do that just as well, right? Like in Now You See Me, the movie Now You See Me, uh, like that movie for one, Side note, I love that movie, not for the actual plot of the movie, because it is one of the most predictable plots in the world, but like, I love the movie simply for the magicians and their magic. It was creative. I liked it. It was creative. It was absolutely unrealistic, but if you just turn your brain off for two hours, it's a fun movie. If you turn your brain on, you're just going to punch yourself over and you don't want to smash your head into the wall. Like, this movie is so stupid in terms of concept. <laughs> but like, what ruins the movie isn't that it's predictable. Like, and not that it's predictable, but because like they knew that it was like, like I don't know how to explain it. Like, like essentially, essentially like, because it is predictable, like, they, they knew that it was... Like, when they were writing the movie, they knew it was going to be predictable. Like, they knew that, like, okay, this is kind of cheesy. That's not the point of the movie. So they tried very hard to throw you off, right? They tried very hard to throw you off the scent of predictability. And it's like, in the end, it just didn't make sense because of that. Because they tried so hard to make it not predictable. It was still predictable. It just made the movie a convoluted mess right like we all knew what was gonna happen and what they did try and throw you off just didn't make sense in terms of the actual world that the movie took place in like why would the character be doing the things that they are doing if they aren't actually the villain but instead the good guy like it just ruins every action they took because it doesn't make any sense like in theory 
they would want the magicians to succeed. Like, like, so why would they be doing what they're doing? Like, also, wouldn't they already know what they were doing because of how the movie did the reveal? Like, they technically would already know. Like, so it didn't make any sense. Also, like, how did they get into that position if they weren't really that person? Like, do you mean to tell me that that person literally spent their entire life just to do this, like, one thing? Like, that also makes absolutely no sense. Like, is he a fortune teller? Like, that makes no sense at all. And, like, I think a problem that movie writers face is that when they try to be different, but, like, that in itself just ruins it. It ruins the plot of the movie trying to throw off the viewer because they're not trying to do what has already been done before. But, like, in most cases, everything has already been done before. And, like, nothing will ever be as good as the original, right? Like, once you've seen a diversion a few times in a few different movies, then it loses its power because you then know it's a diversion. The point of a diversion is for you to not know that it's a diversion. That's the whole point. But, like, at the same time, I guess you could argue that it may be the first time that someone is seeing that kind of movie. So it was the first time that someone is seeing that diversion. So it would work for them. It would be cool for them. But at this point, I don't think you can make that argument, right? Like, I, I mean, like, I'm sure that is the case for some people. But, like, in every movie, the masses, for the masses of the viewers, like, that's not the case, right? The only time that I will give it a pass is in kids' movies because... Kids are pretty much the only group that that argument is pretty valid, right? Like, in The Incredibles 2, you could see that reveal coming from a mile away on a foggy day. Like, <laughs> you, you knew what was going to happen. But most kids watching the movie in the target demographic of the movie, right, they probably won't be able to see it because they're just along for the ride. They, they, don't, they haven't seen their fair share of movies yet to understand like this is pretty beat for beat predictable movie concept right and so to them the reveal is pretty mind-blowing for a tiny little brains like it's just like wow didn't see that coming it's like okay no everyone's like coming except for you because you don't have a concept of like object permanence but like <laughs> for that i will allow it right i give incredibles to a pass because it's like it wasn't meant for someone like me it wasn't meant for someone who is an adult who has seen like a hundred movies just like that right and still if i go into like childhood mindset that's a pretty good movie and that it wasn't as good as the first movie to be fair but it was pretty great jack jack finally got his time to shine and it wasn't like in an end credit scene I respect that. The Jack-Jack Raccoon fight, easily the best part of Incredibles 2. Like, <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. That was by far the best fight in the movie was a baby fighting a raccoon. But still, it was awesome. <laughs> but, like, if your movie is targeted towards older people, I can't let that slide. Because I think it's a pretty safe assumption that, like, by the time someone is a teenager in their mid-teens to any point older than that, then they have seen their fair share of movies, right? Like, in turn with that, they have seen their fair share of reveals. They've seen their fair share of diversions and quote-unquote deception. 
it's predictable, right? They've seen it before. You can't assume that someone who is 18 years old has not seen a typical, like, big reveal-type movie, right? So, like, it loses its logic. Like, you, your excuse is gone if your target demographic is above 10. Like, <laughs> like instead of making the villain their friend or their parent, make it the main character's dog or something. I don't know. Just something that we haven't seen before. Right? In terms of movies, you can pretty much do whatever you want because you create the world that the movie exists in. So, like, you aren't bound to anything. Like, it's it's up to you. However creative you want to make it, as long as it's not convoluted, just do something new. Get me something spicy. I don't know. So, we'll see. If The Little Things has a great reveal, I will talk about it. If it has a weak reveal, I'll still talk about it. I'll let you know. Hopefully it has a good reveal. Because the movie is pretty decent so far. So, like, I'm hoping it's not a stupid reveal. But, like, I low-key feel like it might be. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, it, 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 a movie that, like, baits me in with predictability and switches, that's great, in my opinion. In this movie, it may be baiting me in a little bit on predictability. But if it gives me the old bait and switch, boom. 10 out of 10, in my opinion, depending on how they execute it. But still 10 out of 10, in my, in my opinion. But if, like, if it is executed the way I think it will be executed, nah. That's weak. <laughs> but if you like today's episode, enjoy the podcast. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Give it a rating. All that good jazz, let me know what you like. And, of course, if you like it, share it with your friends. Because good friends give friends good things. And do you want to be good friends? So give your friend a good thing. I feel very congested all of a sudden. I don't know what just happened to me. But <laughs> if you have only social media, Jesus. If you want to follow me on social media, it is at Galata Hats on the IGs. And of course, 8 a.m. Eastern every single day. That's as predictable as it gets. No need for a big reveal there. Same time, same place. You already know what it is. Either way, hopefully you have an absolutely amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.